Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. started nothing stops this train nothing get used to the mantra all gas no break no break no from the headquarters of espn in bristol connecticut this is carlin versus joe on espn radio and on the espn app Joe Fortenball, Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. News from Carlin versus Joe Nation. Just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Triple eight say ESPN. Triple eight seven two nine three seven seven six. No Chris Carlin today. One day of work in twenty twenty four. Apparently too much leads to a vacation today and tomorrow. <laughs> we're kidding around. He's got you some stuff so, he's handling. That's awful. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do though? Come right? On, what are you going to do? We come back for one day, and immediately we're off. What are we going to do? I got to address it, right? <laughs> All right, you know, let's, let's go ahead and bury him, right? Here we go. Because I, I just did four bowl games in six days. was on the air last night after saying hello to my kids for about two minutes. And then I'm here with you this morning where you call a 9 a.m. Central time zone where I live meeting for pre-show. And I'm here, Chris Carlin, and you aren't. So there you go. There, there, there it is. What were the uh, four bowl games in six days? What were the four games? Uh, it was left Dallas uh, the day after Christmas. Um, so that was the 26th. Coach, coaches' meetings that night. And the 27th, night game, Texas Bowl. Next morning, drive to San Antonio, night game, Alamo Bowl. Uh, after that, next morning, flew to Atlanta. Coaches' meetings. Then the next morning, early kick, Peach Bowl after the game, right to the airport, flew to New Orleans, coaches' meetings, uh, and then actually had a bit of a day off on the 31st. And then the Sugar Bowl, which was remarkable between Washington and Texas in the semi. And then I leave on Thursday down to Houston for the Natty. There you go. Bam. And I love every damn minute of it. How you eating through all that? You you slim? Badly. Badly. Pretty in the face, no, slim dude, in the waist? Coach. <laughs> the suits are all tight. See, now, this is why I love and hate you, man, because <laughs> hey, you, you know get into the, the answer details. to that question. Let's you're get looking, into the details. You're looking at me right now. Right? Like, oh, hey, does this does this shirt make me look fat? No, your face does. Right? So there you go. <laughs> no, it's your general body. It's your oh. general body. That <laughs> all the suits are tighter, right? I mean, you're move- the most depressing thing in bowl season is when you're putting on the belt and you see the indention in the belt, right, where you normally are. Yeah. And you're moving over in the wrong direction. Yeah. You're going the other that way. You're, you're possibly bringing out the screwdriver or the knife to create a new hole because you've already gotten so far down the belt side. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fornball. Thank you for checking us out. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. So what are we going to do in Chicago about quarterback Justin Fields? The clock is ticking. Fields and the Bears have been feisty these last few weeks. Ever since the trade for defensive lineman Montez Sweat, they've been very good on the defensive side of the ball, especially against the run. They've been winning some football games. And people are divided. 
Do you keep Justin Fields, trade the number one overall pick, which you just secured, courtesy of the trade with the Carolina Panthers last year. Panthers are going to finish with the last record, worst record, excuse me. That gives the Bears the number one overall pick. They've got their own pick a little bit further down the draft board as well. Do you trade number one, stockpile talent, and run it back with Fields and head coach Matt Eberflus, or are you looking to grab Caleb Williams out of USC and then trade Justin Fields and see what you can get in return? Courtney Cronin, Jeremy Fowler, on an ESPN.com piece, quote, After the NFL Combine in March, the Bears should have a clear idea on the direction of their quarterback room. Within this context, it's notable that the Panthers deal was made on March 10th. So that's when they were dealing last year. I find that fascinating, Ian, because if Fields is your guy, it doesn't feel like you need to make the decision three months from now after you check everybody out, right? You you already know. And, And here's the thing. And I've seen Caleb Williams in person six times, going back to Oklahoma and three times this year. Caleb Williams is the real deal. I, I talked to the same four scouts as you know, Joe, before every college football game uh, that, that I call just to get a, a, a barometer and a bearing and fully admit it, cheating. So I, I have less prep to do for the NFL draft because it's already in the books, right? So there you go. You didn't know that last no, part. That's I just confessed that sleep deprived. There you go. That's right? That's part of it. Right. <laughs> Two birds, one stone. Prepare for the game you're about to call. And oh, by the way, avoid hours and hours and hundreds of hours of prep getting ready for the NFL draft by talking before <laughs> NFL scouts. So there you have it. I already have my scouting reports done. But point, the point is, I love how you're cackling right now. Oh, it's so fantastic. I, just that. Yeah. I think it's smart business. I just it's added myself and any suit going, oh man, he really grinds around the NFL draft. No, well, that fat son of a... No, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> He's actually coasting right now. I gave out Triple H earlier, right? There you uh, go. Headquarters hallway handicap. We're giving out all our secrets today. It's, it's a little things in life, right? Uh, we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're idiots. We're morons. But bo- bottom line is, every NFL scout I talk to has the same comps when it comes to Caleb Williams. This young man's going to be a star. And I mean a star. And it's Andrew Luck as far as body type oh, wow. and yeah, and athleticism and arm strength and intelligence. Peyton Manning's name has been invoked. John Elway's name has been invoked when it comes to scouting reports on Caleb Williams. You can stack books on his calves. The dude ain't ignoring leg day. And he truly plays for the guy next to him. Cliff Kingsbury, former head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. He knows quarterback play. He is a senior analyst at USC. And I asked him before the last SC game I had, what's the biggest misconception about Caleb Williams? And it was because the the biggest thing is everyone thinks he doesn't care about anybody but himself. It's the opposite. Like with him crying with his mom, right? They were eliminated from going back to a Pac-12 title game. And it hurt him that he couldn't get his team and his teammates and the fans back to a Pac-12 title. That's why he was so upset. It's all about the guy next to him. He's not about the dude in the mirror. So, so how do you pass on something like that then if you're Chicago? Uh, here's here's how. Three number ones, three number twos, and a sweetener. I'm Whoa. a Justin Fields guy, man. You, for number one for Caleb Williams, you can get, there is zero doubt in my mind, a Herschel Walker Hall, meaning Cowboys, Vikings, that you can get three ones and at minimum two twos, maybe three twos. Just go back and look what Carolina had to give up to get Bryce Young. Yeah. So if you can fortify that many remarkable players 
if you do your work and your scouting department is what you want it to be, you're getting, I mean, you're talking about a haul, man. And they've got and, their own first as well. And you have Justin Fields. I'm a Justin Fields guy. I mean, he's played better since since he's come back from injury, right? So to me, it's not an easy decision, but I would trade the number one overall. I'm keeping Justin Fields, and I'm solidifying everything you have to have by going with the top players on my board with three ones and possibly three twos to surround him with. All right, so last night, you and Amber Wilson, you're doing your radio show. You had Alex Brown on, former Bears defensive end. He works for NBC Sports Chicago now as an analyst. You were talking to him about Justin Fields. Can he be a great quarterback? Take a listen. I think you can win with him. I just think you need to build a team around him. I think I don't know if he makes the guys around him better. I think you also have to take in consideration that when he's dynamic, he is running. And we've seen Joe Burrow go down. We've seen a lot of quarterbacks go down this year. And when Joe Burrow goes down or when Tom Brady went down, they come right back because they're not that scrambling type of quarterback. And if Justin Fields loses a step, if he gets hurt or something like that, that's a huge investment that just went up in smoke because he's no longer that dynamic guy. If something happens that happened to Tom Brady or Joe Burrow or somebody like that. So it's not that I don't think he can be great or be really good and help you win. It's just you have to build a team around these guys. Keep in mind, wide receiver DJ Moore, who they traded for last year, 92 receptions, one shy of his career high, 1,300 receiving yards, career high, eight receiving touchdowns, career high. They got him a star wide receiver. The star wide receiver's putting up big numbers, the best of his career. The thing with the Bears is they have done everything to screw this kid up from the beginning, from the front office changes to the head coach changes to drafting him and putting him behind one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL with no weapons to speak of. What did you expect? You screwed up your own evaluation process, and now you're this many years in, and you're asking yourselves, we don't know if he's the guy. That's on you. You've done such a poor job of understanding whether or not he's the guy because you did so little to put him in a position where he could give you a proper evaluation moving forward. All right, so so to your point and to what Alex Brown was saying there, right, is it quarterback or coach? Because I think Matt Eberflus and that staff and what they've done late in the season here to get to 7-9 and nine and creeping up on 500, you know, I mean, as, as Eberflus saved his job oh. or – do you, are you punting on the coach, keeping the quarterback, or punting on both and trading? I mean, there's a lot going on in Chicago right now. But for me, I like Justin Fields, and I would trade that number one overall. Because remember, they have another top five pick, man. Yeah. So if, if, I, if it's They're me, stacked, man. They are stacked with what they can do to build this thing out. But you got to believe in Eberflus. Like, you're not just believing in Fields. you got to believe in Eberflus. Like, you, you have spent too much time – not properly giving yourself a runway for evaluation, but and Joey, now you're up against it. Here's the other part, though. This is not, again, as I mentioned, an easy decision because you could have a generational type talent I don't in think Caleb Williams. And how do you pass on that? Three ones and three twos. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what? I know how you pass. I mean, you already it's, laid that it's, out. <laughs> it's not an easy decision to make, right? Because you do have that star in Caleb Williams. You do have a first rounder that you took. But you could get a haul if you decide to pass on Caleb. Man, that's going to be one of the best storylines to follow of the no entire doubt. offseason. I do think it's very telling, though, going back to the beginning, Jeremy Fowler, Courtney Cronin, after the NFL Combine in March, after 
is when the Bears should have a clear idea. But if, why? If you don't have the clear idea now, now then he's not your Thank guy. You. It's not like you're going to go talk to Caleb Williams and be like, all right, everyone's got this wrong. We, the Chicago Bears, we sat down with him for 10 minutes. No, 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 sir. And, and it's not like you don't have all the game film on Caleb Williams. You got everything you need. You got everything you need. Everything you need. <laughs> Sometimes, well, that's why we're sitting here, though. All right, he's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fortenball. <laughs> Ian was on the field for Washington's awesome win over Texas in the Sugar Bowl. What does he see with the Huskies moving forward? Can they spring the upset over Michigan on Monday? We're going to get into that next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Floats it for the end zone, going up to get it. A.D. Mitchell can't, incomplete, and the Washington Huskies have held on. The unbeaten season, and Washington advances to face Michigan in the CFP National Championship game. Well, I'm just really proud of the way the guys, you know, are out there just battling, um, focused on the next play, being in the moment, and uh, playing and not having any regrets. We are set for a big one Monday in the great state of Texas alongside Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fortenball. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. It's Washington. It's Michigan. It's for all the marbles. The Washington Huskies have won 21 straight games, but that has historically... Apparently not been a very good thing entering a national title game. We'll get to that in just a moment. A little breaking news into the National Football League. We're just going to throw this out there. Cleveland Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski says Jeff Driscoll, the Florida Gator product, Jeff Driscoll will start at quarterback for the Browns this weekend against the Bengals. Stefanski went on to say that they've earned the right to rest some guys. Cleveland's playoff spot is locked in. They are currently a six-point underdog to the Cincinnati Bengals, who have been eliminated from postseason contention do with that information what, <laughs> what you, you will. will. <laughs> As we say, what you will, right? <laughs> All right, so you're on the sidelines, Ian Fitzsimmons, at the uh, the Sugar Bowl the oh, other night. You're hold watching. On, hold on a minute. How many times have you and I sent that exchange back to it? Do, do with that what you will, right? <laughs> when I get that message... Anything that's happening in my life is immediately just eliminated from my brain. I could be driving a car and I'll take my my hands off the wheel to just process that. And my wife will be like, you know, we got two kids back there and you're about to kill everybody. You kill me. Honey, Ian just texted. 
Do with that what you will. I'm sorry, but this is more important than our lives. <laughs> God, thank God she doesn't listen to this. What is wrong with you? Thank anyway, God she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> All right, so you're on the sideline for the Sugar Bowl Monday night. You watch this Washington team. They were a dog yet again in a big spot. Yet again, they don't just cover. They win outright. Michael Penix has been absolutely fantastic. The guy doesn't dig and dunk. He throws nuclear bombs down the sideline, and he connects on, like, all of them. Like, this team's live, are they not? Man, they they are so much fun to watch. And our crew with Mark Kestesher and Kelly Stoffer and John Medani, our producer, uh, we've, we had them four times this year. Five going back to the Alamo Bowl last year where this whole thing began. And just watching Michael Penix Jr. behind the bench. Remember, a natty is on the line. Yep. An underdog again against a, a Texas team, man, that has maybe the best front in all of college football. You know, with 93 and 90, Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy, they're, they're both going to be at worst second-round picks. And you talk about set 700 pounds of love <laughs> right in the middle of that Texas front, man. And they are nasty. Two Big 12 head coaches told me that they have not seen a front like that, a tandem, since Sean Rogers and Casey Hampton. Oh, that's and, a you know, pretty big endorsement. Longhorns, right? But that's a, a decade plus for the Lions and Super Bowls with the, with the Steelers in Hampton. So... The most impressive thing was when, at times, Washington just said, you know what? To hell with it. We're going to run right at you. And uh, that remarkable front of uh, Murphy, Sweat, Jalen Ford, Burke, hell with it. We're coming right at you. And uh, so they when, they when they have to get powerful and mean and nasty and just be Im- impose their will upon you, they can. And then to your point about Penix, you want to go vertical? You want to go speed? They may have the best wide receiver room in college football. And Roma Dunze, Jalen Polk, and Jalen McMillan. They're all going to be at worst day two guys, and and Dunze is going to go in the first round. When I say dangerous and they play with an edge, they embrace this underdog role, Joe. And you know how how far that goes with a team. Long way. When Oregon State, at Oregon State, right? Underdog. One on the road in a monsoon. A, what, nine-and-a-half, ten-point dog to a team they'd beaten earlier in the season in Oregon in the Pac-12 title game, you win outright. You go on the road to a home game, basically, in the super, in the Superdome in New Orleans, where it was 70-30 Longhorns to Huskies. You're a four-and-a-half-point dog. You win again. And now coming into the natty, guess what? Four-and-a-half-point dog. They embrace every bit of it. And watching Adunze and Penix, I was telling you this in our pre-show meeting, there was a moment in the fourth quarter when Texas is now making a run. And Adunze just looks over at Penix Jr. out behind the Washington bench. And he just winks at him. And Penix Jr. stands up and says, let's just go win this thing. <laughs> and guess what? How do you not love that? They did. Yeah. And it was just calm, cool, collected. That's the Washington Huskies. And I can't wait to watch them against another team that every NFL scout I talked to has said they're going to break Georgia's record for the most players drafted in the upcoming NFL draft. Georgia set the record in 2022 with 15. I'm told 18 to 20 Michigan Wolverines will be drafted in April. So it's the most talented team against this team that says, you know what, you want to doubt us? To hell with you. 
We're going to come fight you, and we'll fight you till hell freezes over, and then we'll fight you on the ice. I can't wait to watch it. Teams take on the personalities of their head coaches, right? If a head coach is sloppy, if he lacks details, you're going to see that with the team committing a lot of penalties, turning the ball over, not operating well in the two-minute drive, right? Things like that. Teams take on the personalities of their head coach. And with Washington, you see that. Kalen DeBoer I love him. is fantastic. Oh. He's calm. He's cool. You never see him get too high. You never see him get too low. He's just in the moment. And that speaks to the story you just told on the Washington sideline. Those guys were in the moment. They weren't overwhelmed by the moment. They weren't underwhelmed by the moment. They weren't looking around. They weren't distracted. They were just locked in, and they went about their business. And that's what that head coach brings to that team. Man, you bring up a great point when it comes to Kalen DeBoer because in that in that Oregon State game, again, Monsoon, that's a top-20 matchup, again, on the road. And he, I'm talking to him on the field, end of the third quarter, it's a one-score game. And he puts his arm around him. He goes, this is why we play the game, man. Yeah. It doesn't get any better than I this. I love that. And I looked at him like, you're calmer than I am. And he goes, <laughs> let's just go play. This is fun. I'm like, this. So to your point, they have truly taken on that, you know, that personality of their head coach. And think about Kalen DeBoer, undefeated this year. Over the last two years, they're 25 and 2. Over the last three years as a head coach, before he got to Washington, right? They are he's 34 and 5. And over his career as a head coach, he's 104 and 11. And he's undefeated at Washington against ranked opponents. And this isn't a conference where Damn. no one even picks them to be top four. Everyone wants to talk about USC. Everyone talks Oregon. about the job Dan Lanning's done at Oregon. And then, of course, there's Utah. You can never sleep on Utah because Whittingham does a hell of a job with them. So then, like, Washington's just kind of there. Hey, that Washington team, you know, they score a lot of points. No, no, it's not just they score a lot of points. They're well coached. They're well quarterbacked. The offense is explosive. The defense can get some stops when it matters. We saw that in the Texas game. They have won 21 straight games. They're the third team to enter the college football playoff championship game with a win streak of 20 or more, joining 2017 Alabama, who had won 26 straight, and 2020 Clemson, who had won 29 straight. Both those teams, however, lost. I'll throw this at you. Point spread's been a little wacky for this one. After Washington beats Texas Monday night, Bookmakers send Michigan out as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Immediately gets bet up to Michigan minus five. So it was Michigan money early. And we know that it's not public money. That is professional money that's jumping on that early. Some people may say, why? Washington's look great. Here's the thing. A week before that game, we had advanced point spreads. And the advanced point spread for the Michigan-Washington potential matchup was Michigan minus six-and-a-half. Was it really? Yes. Wow. So both teams go out and handle their business, and then the bookmakers send out three and a half. Of course, you're going to have guys that jump on it. The question is, what do you do now with it at five? It's hard for me. Hard for me to go against a team like Washington who, and this is some of the best advice I ever got, if you're going to bet a dog, you don't bet them because you think they can keep it close. You bet them because you think they can win. You got to believe Washington believe can win this game, right? Yeah, but there's one big question mark, and that's Dylan Johnson. They're outstanding running back. Uh, you know, he's a thousand yard rusher. Um, he, he's a beast. And he went down late in that game with a foot injury. And a lot of, I don't know if the TV cameras caught this, Joe, but he went right past me on a cart. Oh, boy. So that is a, if he can't go, and, and when you get carted off, I mean, you know, and he's been dealing with that foot injury for a while now, going back to that Oregon State game that I referenced, but he's fought through it. I mean, this dude is a boy dog, a warrior. 
but when you get carted off, you, are you coming back in six days, yeah, seven that's days? A tough turnaround. I don't see it happening. That's going to be a big, big loss if Dylan Johnson can't go for Washington. Monday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN and the ESPN app. Coverage also begins at 6.30 p.m. on ESPN Radio. It's Washington. It's Michigan. It is the national championship game. Carlin versus Joe is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly 750 bucks on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on car insurance. The two favorites in the AFC and the NFC, the Ravens and Niners, respectively, which team needs to make a run more? Where's the pressure? All that's coming up next. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. points on the board. Our offensive line played phenomenal today. Receivers, tight ends, defense everywhere. Uh, we played lights out today. That's Raven football right there. It took until week 18, but two teams in the NFL have finally begun to distance themselves from the herd. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance alongside Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fortenball. Blake Corum, Michigan All-American running back set to play in the national championship game Monday night. He is coming up in about an hour's time around 2.30. To the National Football League we go. Ian, you look at the odds board today. San Francisco 49ers, the one seed in the NFC. They've secured that position. They are your plus 225 favorite to win the Super Bowl at ESPN bet. Baltimore, the second favorite. They are the number one seed in the AFC. That's locked up. They're plus 325. We got to drop off after that. And you're looking at the way the deck has been set for the Baltimore Ravens. For years, the knock has been simple. Can Lamar Jackson win in the playoffs? For years with the Niners, the knock has been simple. Can Kyle Shanahan win the big one? It seems like we are on a collision course for these two teams to finally answer at least one of those questions. Right now, you can bet NFC champion versus AFC champion in the Super Bowl. NFC is a very small favorite. 
minus 125 on the money line, which reflects the odds that the Niners would be a favorite over Baltimore. I find that interesting considering we just watched the Ravens go to Santa Clara and hammer the Niners on Christmas. Like if they meet again in the Super Bowl, the fact that the Ravens would be dogs, would you be jumping all over that? Uh, I, I don't think the Ravens would be dogs, right? Because I, I would want to say no, but the fact that we see this pricing like this, I think all it does is indicate that the NFC might be the easier path, which is where the Niners are, are priced you, the way they are. If if the Niners were to be even a you know any kind of a favorite, even maybe even a one point dog, I think America would hammer Baltimore because of what you just referenced in that that chicken kicking they gave to San Fran <laughs> just a couple weeks ago. I mean, it, that was that was a bludgeoning, man. I mean, it was brutal. So America would absolutely hammer Baltimore. And, I mean, that, that would be one of those where, you know me. I mean, if, I, if everyone's going one side, I'm going the other. It, it would feel like if, if they were a favorite, that's one of those games, and you know this as well as anybody. I mean, they just every now and then Vegas will dangle a carrot out there going, come on, come Here you t- go. take a little nibble, Here you take go. a little bite. And they would be begging <laughs> you in the biggest game of the year. To take a side, I can't see that happening. What do you think would be considered more disappointing coming off a Raven-Niner Super Bowl or any Super Bowl in which the Niners and all that talent and the path they have? I mean, who's the big threat to the Niners right now? The Eagles look like they have completely fallen apart. The Cowboys are are they poorly prove coached. It. Yeah. They, they still have to prove it to me. In, in the playoffs, we, you and I have talked about yeah. that for years. And the man. Lions, with the way you see them operating at times, you look at the path for the Niners and you're thinking, you guys should cruise hey, hey, to the Super Bowl. You, you, you and I brought this up independent of one another, right? About a week and a half ago. The Rams, yeah. the damn Rams, are that team that scares the ever-loving heck out of you if you're any team in the NFC. Maybe not the Niners, but to me, the Rams right now are playing as well as anybody. A lot, a lot better than Philly. Tampa just got punked by the Saints. You know, the Lions are inconsistent. We know with the Cowboys' history. So if there's one team right now that's in the playoffs at the moment, you know, going into the postseason that's hot, with a, a quarterback, an O-line, and a defense that's hunting in a run game that travels. That's the Rams. Do you think if we get that Rams at Detroit matchup in week one, that, oh, that in the Matthew wild Stafford. card round, that's the dream of dreams right there. Dream of dreams. Because both teams are very compelling. The Lions are a compelling watch. Whether you like Campbell and the team or you don't, they're a very compelling watch. They're involved in a lot of entertaining games. They're an entertaining team. They are good for the NFL. The Rams are well-coached, great quarterback. They've got playoff experience. You throw those two together with Stafford going back to Detroit, Goff taking on the coach that sent him packing after he went to a Super Bowl with him. I mean, what do you do there? Are you playing the Rams? I hate you. <laughs> I don't, I and you got to decide now and you got to yeah, lock it in. I mean, I'm taking, I would take the Rams in that Ooh. scenario, man. But you know, I, I would feel badly for Stafford. My brother coached you know, with the Lions for six years with Matthew Stafford. Absolutely loves the guy and a lot of people were wondering is he coming back this year right after that awful year you know where they sold their soul to win a Lombardi which was worth it it worth every bit of it you got just you're just crushed last year then we will remember was Sean McVay going to come back was Stafford going to come back well they saw something and here they are nine and seven and going to the playoffs and Right now, they're locked in to go to Detroit unless something crazy happens. But that is the matchup coming into Week 18. 
I would feel badly for Stafford having to go back to Detroit and, and beat so many of the fans and neighbors and whatever and just crush their dreams of surviving and advancing in the playoffs <laughs> where he tried so many times and got that phantom. Remember, in Dallas, in, in a playoff game, 11-win team, right, where Anthony Hitchens gets up some yep. fa- phantom flag picked up where it was obvious DPI in the linebacker for the Cowboys – the refs never announced why the flag was picked up, and Stafford was caught on mic going, "Congratulations to the you know the officials. You just made history, bub. You just made history. We don't know what the hell just happened. You made history. That was a win for them, and he wasn't able to deliver that to that fan base. For him to go back and crush them, I'll be honest, that would it'd be hard to watch. Even though I know he'd also kind of enjoy it, of course. But I think part of him would also be like, damn." We had to be here. This is where we had to go to do this. That hurt a little bit. So it says something if the Rams could be the biggest threat to the Niners. It does say that the Niners have a great path to get to the Super Bowl. Given the talent, given the situation, given the opposition, anything short of a Super Bowl appearance is a major disappointment. Agreed. On the other side, you have this Baltimore Raven team that right now their quarterback is a minus 10,000 favorite to win the MVP award. Like, that's a price that tells you it's already it's done and decided that Lamar Jackson is going to win his second MVP award. And with two MVPs, you're in rarefied air in the NFL. Rarefied air. But how many times do you find a guy with two MVPs who's got one career playoff win? A wild card win over the Tennessee Titans. That's it. He lost in Buffalo in a playoff game. He lost to Tennessee in a playoff game. The first year he took over, he lost a home game to the Chargers. No big deal. But, like, at some point, Jackson's legacy won't be defined by the two MVPs. It's going to be defined by what he does in the postseason or, more specifically, what he does not do in the postseason. All right, you're drawing me off sides here, right? I'm going to try and keep my hand in the dirt because the last time I checked, it's not just one player that is going on the road to win playoff games. And it, it drives me nuts when I hear, well, he hasn't won. Well, hold on a minute now. I mean, there's there's 21 other starters out there, right? I mean, why is it just on the quarterback? Now, I understand it's the most important position in football, but this particular Ravens squad, and compared to the talent that he had as weapons offensively, is different. Zay Flowers wasn't there. Odell Beckham Jr. wasn't there. I mean, you know, that O-line that he has right now wasn't there. So... When, when, when I hear people say he hasn't won, it's not just on the quarterback. It's on everyone also around that quarterback. So I, to me, that this is a different looking Ravens team. Remember, when I was with you a week and a half, two weeks ago, I had San Francisco beating Baltimore. I, I placed an advanced wager on that and took that one right in the short. Right, <laughs> So this Ravens team's a heck of a lot more complete than I thought, but it's not just Lamar Jackson. It's everyone also around him that is different about this Baltimore team. Very true and very fair. Probably as fair as it is unfair that when a team has success, the MVP always goes to the quarterback, Amen. right? Amen. Like, well, that's why the quarterback takes the heat for the losses because when it comes to the wins, he gets the shiny hardware yep. when you would never consider an offensive lineman or a middle linebacker, a corner, a wide receiver, or any of those players. Uh, it is always funny to recount the gambling losses, though. No one cares about the gambling wins. It's like hearing about no. how great your fantasy football no. team is. I don't care. But if you got a bad beat in that uh, Old Dominion college football game, come sit down with <laughs> us Dominion. because we're right there with you up 28 nothing. last right. time we're working together. 
We had God. daytime wagering, I'm, man. We quit looking at the number. I'm never Stop get, watching the game. I'm never getting over that. I was in eight different locations throughout that game. I was here. I was zip. in a meeting for TV. I was in a restaurant. And it all just got progressively worse. I'm sitting with someone who goes, don't worry. You could still win it in overtime. No. No, no. I can't. No. I had a 28 nothing lead. I'm not going to eat this out right. in overtime. I've been here a thousand times before. Quick, quick question to you. Because Nick Saban, right? The, yep. the losses... He feels those more than wins. Agreed. The pain yeah. of a loss. Agreed. It will weigh on that man more than any win in his in his entire career. Do you remember the losses when it comes to wagering more than a remarkable win? Without question. I'm with I, you. I, I I split the national I split the semifinal. I lost the Alabama money line bet. And I was still ticked even after I won the over in the late game. I didn't even care about the over. I'm like, yeah, I was supposed to win it. I was supposed to win. I'm so smart. I was supposed to win. I'm still mad about the early game. Although there's one win I had where, like, physically, as the bet was was taking place, my body, like, my forearm swelled up because of the panic. It's 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 no lie. I might tell that story later on. Oh, uh, no. If you I got to hear it later All on. Right. I'll, I'll, I might tell that me? later on. Yeah, that was, oh, man. was one of the – at the time, it was the biggest bet I ever ma- made. My forearms were swelling up that, during it. I looked at my brother. He's like, what is wrong with you? I go, I don't know. I that, might die. That story will trump trying to decipher McConaughey with me on the sidelines. <laughs> All right. So coming up in addition to that, perhaps the Eagles are in the midst of a big time tailspin question. People are starting to float around. So we'll indulge for a minute. Head coach Nick Sirianni. Is this job in jeopardy with an early oh. playoff exit? Eh, we'll indulge for a moment. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fornball. Carlin versus Joe ESPN radio, Sirius XM channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great to have you in today. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fortenball. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Can the Eagles turn it around and make another playoff run? Problems in Philadelphia. We'll get to that in just a moment. So you want to hear this story? We talked about it in the last segment. We went through some stuff talking about the gambling losses and how we remember those more than the winners. Yes, 
except for one specific win. And I started talking about it, and you said, no, stop. Just bring it up on air. Tell the story. You still want to hear it? Are you kidding me? You guys in the back want to hear it? All right. I'll tell the story. So, again, this is his, your worst loss where your forearms. You no, mentioned this, is this. My, this is my biggest win. Oh, biggest win. This is the one time a win, that story. I remember that story more than any loss. But I remember if it's like you rank my top ten memories, it's this win, and then the next nine are all losses. The next well, 50 might all be yeah, losses. Yeah, Old Dominion with you and I about a week and a half ago. Yeah. That's, that's in my top 10 right now. I can say Bahamas Bowl. That'll send shivers down college football better spines. I can say Belk Bowl. Everyone who knows what I'm talking about there. If I say Belk Bowl, there's guys in Las Vegas right now going Foreign Bowl where you, you shut up. You say LSU, Iowa, Peach Bowl. Everyone knows yes. about the tip drill, right? Yes. Here we go. Here Everyone. we go. Come on now. Stanford Northwestern to open the season. The sack fumble returned at the end of a game. In a game, no one had a business covering that spread because they scored like two. Two total points. You get a touchdown run back at the end. Solomon Thomas yes. picks it up from yeah. Oh come on, yeah. coach. That, I, I, I'll, give, I'll give you one more before we hear the good. Where your forearms swelled like Popeye. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. But also remember Northwestern Ohio State. Yeah. Oh yeah. Northwestern does the laterals. Yeah. They're catching six. They're down four, and. Lateral, lateral, lateral. Goes in the end zone, Ohio State. Recovers the fumble. Covers Ohio the State covers. Bad beat, boy. As SVP would say. Had Northwestern. Pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo. Pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo there. All, All right, right so here, here's on, the story. Popeye. It's the um, Eagle Patriots Super Bowl, the Nick Foles winner, right? It's that weekend. Now everyone will go, oh, if you know me, it's, oh, you're an Eagles fan. It was obviously an Eagles bet. No, it wasn't anything close to an Eagles bet. This weekend was the first birthday for my oldest son so as parents it's the first ever birthday party you've ever thrown it's like hey we made it we made it my parents come into san francisco this is where we're living i'm doing radio at the time her parents come in we throw a big party for my my son who's turning one and we're throwing the party on a saturday the day before the game so this is everything family's in everyone's having a great time we're drinking i get a text right at the end of the birthday party as we're wrapping everything up that um basically just says this 154 153, 153. And anyone who's driving around right now, you have no idea what that means. 154, 153, 153. Those were the three times of the national anthem that Pink had sung in her rehearsals. She had gone out, she had rehearsed it three times the day before this, the anthem. She sung it in 154, 153, and 153. She sung it three times. That's important because the over-under was two minutes. So this was back before some idiot in Tampa before that COVID Super Bowl between the uh, Chiefs and the and the Buccaneers. Some idiot stood outside the stadium and he he held up his timer and he filmed it and he put it out on the internet. Like everyone's like, oh oh wow, that information's out there. Yes, we had been betting that for years. Someone had been inside and was releasing the the rehearsal times. And then if you were on these threads, because there were a handful of guys in the gambling community that knew about this, you were racing everywhere to get as much down as you could, as much as you humanly possibly could. (laughs) So as soon as that text came in, I had to like pull the ripcord on this birthday party. I'm not talking to anyone. On on your son's B-Day. Yeah, it was right after the party ended. So no one was really on to me, but like the next 90 minutes, I'm calling everyone I know. What's your, what's your out situation? How much can you get down? What time do you have? It's going to be under two minutes. Max it out, max it out, max it out. At like the end of 90 minutes, I like pour myself a sangria with my wife and one of my brothers. And I'm like, all right. And they're like, is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, 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 everything's fine. It's just a work thing. 
And I sit down and I look and I start telling it up and I go, oh my God, I have overextended myself beyond possible belief. I have way too much on this. Way too much. But then also part of me is like, yes, you got a lot down. Like, here we go. Here you, we go. Here's way the too rush. much on the national anthem the, at yeah. your son's first yeah. birthday party. Yeah. The day before. So here we go. We go into Sunday. And, like, my mom is a diehard Super Bowl Eagles fan. God bless her. All she's wanted her whole life is to win a Super Bowl. And, like, everyone's in the apartment. My in-laws are all Bills fans. So they're all rooting for the Eagles because they're playing the Patriots. They hate the Patriots. So here it goes. Pink comes out to sing the anthem. And, like, everyone, you know, at a Super Bowl party, they're paying attention but not a ton of attention. I'm standing in the kitchen. The only one that's aware of this situation is my younger brother. And he's looking at me, and I'm looking at him. And as soon as she starts singing, I hit start on the cell phone stopwatch. Yep. Here we go. So this starts, and <laughs> it's like you get five seconds in, tech seconds. You're like, she's, she's going too fast, or she's not going fast enough. Like, we need this under. We need it under two minutes. And we get about 45 seconds in, and I look down, and my forearms, no lie, this is no lie, are almost twice the size that they normally are. And I'm staring at him, and I think I'm hallucinating. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is wrong with my forearms? My heart's racing. I'm like, what is wrong with my forearms? I look up. My brother locks eyes with me because he can see it, too. And he just mouths, what the expletive. And I'm looking at him, I go, I don't know. I go, what's wrong with me? And I'm sitting there, and, like, everyone's just watching this, and he and I are just in the kitchen. He's staring at me. I'm like, oh, my God, this is, uh, I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. I'm pouring sweat. My forearms are double the size. God bless Pink. She brings it home. Bang on the number. She's sick, by the way. Everyone knows she's sick. Bang on the number, 154. Bet cashes. I look at my brother. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, we did it. And I'm sitting there, and it's like this huge sigh of relief. And as the sigh of relief wafts over me, my dear mother looks at me, and she goes, okay, here we go. I hope we can beat Brady. And all I can think of, who gives who a gives crap a damn? about Brady or this game? We did it. We did it. We cashed the under. We did it. 154. I love pink. God bless her. And, like, that ends. And as an Eagle fan, I'm turning my attention now to the start of the Super Bowl. And that's uh that's the story of the biggest bet to that to that moment that I had ever made in my life. Forearms swelling out of control. Speaking of the Eagles, we teased what's wrong with them. Here's what's wrong with them. They're a mess. They're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. God bless Pink. He's Ian Fitzsimmons that's and Joe Fortball. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.